If you are listening to this podcast, it means you're searching, searching for someone who understands you, someone who gets you. You are yearning to be understood and to belong. Welcome to the Someone Gets Me podcast, where we help smart, talented, and sensitive people navigate an often insensitive world. I am Diane Allen, your host. My roles as ambassador, author, speaker, and intuitive mentor for bright and talented people are woven into each episode. I have the experience and knowledge to educate and inspire as I have been there and I understand your unique intensities, sensitivities, and challenges. Welcome. Greetings, friends. It's Diane here at Someone Gets Me, bringing to you a message today that has been on my mind a lot lately, and I haven't really been sure exactly how to share it in a way that makes sense. So I hope it all makes sense today. The title of today's show is People Need People. Now, that title popped in my head actually as I was making coffee and I started thinking about it, and immediately the song People Who Need People started playing in my head. And as the song goes, people who need people are the luckiest people in the world. And I remember as a neurodivergent ADHD twice exceptional girl, um, none of those words were around then, and I didn't know that, but now I do. there was an existential grief and loneliness as people who need people are the luckiest people in the world. And I didn't feel very lucky because I needed people and there was that disconnect or things just kept missing for lots of reasons. And the show is not about the reasons. The show is about the experience. And so I work with people all the time have over my whole career, actually, who have felt that disconnect or the lack of connection, even if it's not even a disconnection, that existential loneliness. My second book is called The Loneliness Cure because I was running a retreat and there were 40 people there and every single one of them independently in a written survey said that loneliness or fear of being alone were the biggest driving forces in their life. And it was astounding to me. So I wrote a book about it to help them out. And since then, many people have mentioned that that book has helped them, which I am grateful for. So people do need people. And I think it shows up in many different metaphors in many different ways in our world, that yearning, that searching for connection. Now, neuroscience-wise, biology-wise, our brains are meant to be co-regulated in connection with others of the same species. We create mirror cells that actually mirror the other. And so when we're isolated or disconnected from others, we fail to thrive. So you see that when we saw it in the beginning of COVID, isolating people in hospitals and nursing homes and in their homes, failure to thrive and increased anxiety and depression and all those things that we have labels for emerged even more profoundly because people need people. We 
biologically, neurologically, socially, mentally, emotionally, physically, in every way. We are meant to be with others of the same species. After all, we're mammals, and that means we're pack animals. And so we are designed to be in groups or connected to groups in some way. Now, this industrial world we have makes us think that a text message is connection, and it's a very superficial type, and it doesn't meet this need. So people can say, well, I've talked to the person. I'm like, well, did you speak to them? Oh, no, we were texting. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. So if all of your interactions are um, by text or by writing and there's no real um, brain-to-brain, voice-to-voice connection, you are cheating yourself. You're also fooling yourself into thinking you're connected to others. And we need that. Searching and um, is a universal experience. It, I remember the book, Are You My Mother? Right. And it was meant to show, you know, who the mother was. It, it's a cute little kid's book. And Disney's played off of that and other things. Um, and all, all kinds of people have. Right. And so that yearning, that wanting to know, that wanting to connect, that wanting to know and be in relation with is a universal truth of human of everybody, no matter what they say. So I have people that I know and people I've worked with over the years that, oh, I'm not connecting to anybody. I'm staying by myself all the time. I'm not going to be around anybody. I'm you know, going to be a hermit or something. And when you dive a little deeper, you find that there's deep wounds or maybe unresolved grief or maybe some deep sadness in where previously they tried to connect and it didn't work, something. And that statement is a pain response. It's not their truth. It's not their deeper truth. So oftentimes that connection we so deeply yearn for eludes us because we have conscious and unconscious blocks. You know, like if you've ever been deeply hurt and then you say, no one's going to hurt me like that again. Until you work on healing that wound and you release that belief that no one's going to hurt you like that again in that way from from a wound place not a self-love place until you shift you will keep people away from because you don't want to ever be hurt like that again and i wouldn't want you to be either and there is a way to discern and have boundaries and be healthy around healing old wounds that does not require you to be alone and angry and resentful yet we live in a culture that sometimes doesn't teach us how to do that, but there is a way. Um, so that searching, I think, is universal. And the thing I love about it the most is that people who are gifted and creative or visionary, um, we naturally are search and are curious because we want to know stuff. You know those rabbit holes you go down? You know, you know what I'm talking about. Something gets your attention and you're down the rabbit hole, days, hours, whatever it is. That's a form of searching. It's a universal experience. When we allow ourselves to be open on that level, we are allowed then to receive and feel and get into and know the wonder and the yumminess of life. So when we're closed off by pain and grief and fear, which I call a distraction loop, it's a, it takes us out of our sovereignty of who we really are. When we have that place, we're adding often to that 
sense of disconnection. And, and I use this example, like if you're in, in a body of water, if you're swimming in the pool and there's a leaf in the pool and you want to get the leaf out with your hand and you're in the water. If you go at, you you know, push the water to get the leaf, you'll never get the leaf. It'll always be one step ahead of your hand because the water will keep pushing it. In order to get the leaf, you have to go under the water or over the water, right? But not in the water and bring your hand up from behind it and grab it. And to me, that's a universal visual of if I'm going to go push it something or grab it something. It's going to always stay that little bit away from us because we're pushing it. So a better way to do it is to be curious, which allows expansion to say, okay, well, if I'm going to, if I'm going to get that leaf, right. If I'm going to succeed at this, this endeavor I'm doing, then how can I do it? How can I be expanded and fulfilled while searching and going for my thing I'm looking for, right? How do I do that? Well, one of the ways to do that is to change perspective sometimes or change strategy. If we know that pushing keeps away the very thing we say we want, then maybe we should try allowing, opening and allowing for that thing to come into us. Like I do that with my work. It's so funny because I've been running my own business now for you know decades. And I've also worked for and with other people in di many different settings in my life. And I watch it. I just experienced this a couple of weeks ago where somebody had a great conversation with me and their ultimate goal was to sell me a service. And I wanted the service, um, but I wanted to see who would match me in the service, right? And so um, I heard lots of good things. It was, everything was great. And I go to get, and I meet the person and the person was amazing and said all these perfect things. And I being intensely sensitive and ADHD can focus right on it. But here's what happened. After I stepped away from the call because I had to check calendars and things. And um, I said, okay, well, I'm going to um, see what the next 24 hours brings and I'll let you know. And so what happened is, that intuitive voice, oh, go look at, go look at what this person said they were going to do. And it was not what happened. Hmm. Interesting. Because it's easy to get in the energy of something, in the feel of something. And that person had a motive and an agenda, which I knew what it was. It wasn't sneaky or mean at all. But the point is that we're always searching for something. So when we allow, when we allow, when we open up, and we are curious, we can expand more. So when I sat back and allowed myself to be more open and expansive, it allowed me to remember the email with what I what was I was supposed to get, and then I realized that what happened was in no way related to what the email said. So in other words, what was delivered for me is not what I was promised in that own person's writing. It's those levels of discernment that help us reach up behind the leaf and grab the goal. Because had I stayed in that energy, I would still be pushing and going after, going after. It would always be eluding me. Why? Because the other part of the player wasn't doing their part. They think they were. I don't think there was any malice. I'm not saying that. There's, that's a whole other conversation. 
But we want to understand that if we are curious and we allow the right and perfect people come to us, just like people who go and take discovery calls with me. I don't try to push anything on it. I do it on purpose because I believe if it's right for someone, timing wise and energy wise and goal wise, then they will know it and I will know it and it will be a great relationship because my work is relational. It's not transactional in that sense. So I would prefer to have a a situation that a relationship forms of some sort so that everybody is served. So therefore, I don't do high pressure sales calls or try to manipulate somebody. I try to show them the value and help them see how maybe something that I'm seeing can help them because that's my job. It's my job in the world universally. That's my vocation. So, but I never chase people. It's not up to me to do it. Sometimes people are running from themselves so fast that the perfect answer to their thing will drop on their door and they still won't take it because they're still busy running from themselves. Some people are running from themselves unconsciously. And some people who look like they're doing all the self-help stuff and taking all the classes and learning all the entrepreneur stuff and everything, sometimes they're the ones running the hardest. Searching for something outside of themselves when the answer is inside of themselves. And when they slow down, and sit with somebody who is not in a frenetic, fear-based, let's go after it state. And they have to actually feel and see their own inner truth. Some people don't want to do that. A lot of people don't want to do that, actually. And that's okay. They don't have to. So we all find the right people at the right time. I've had some great business coaches that I loved. But my business didn't do anything any different. They were fun to talk to. And they they still missed me. People who need people are the luckiest people in the world, right? But when you're missed, the person thinks they get you and they don't get you. That adds to that existential loneliness. Then I finally had a business coach that I thought was amazing and he got me. I even had him on the show. And um, then he was so great that his business got bought out and they, you know, they ended everything a little earlier than I was expecting. And I was very sad because finally someone got me (laughs) and, um, and then they were gone with very little warning too. That was, you know, but we need people. So that sadness, that grief I felt is needing that connection as a human being to another human being. And we all have it. So if you're listening to me, going, I'm not going to be connected to anybody anymore, or not that kind of person or whatever, understand that when you have all those big blocks up out of fear or grief, they're great protective devices in the beginning, but in the long run, they might just be working against you. So pay attention. Maybe work with somebody who can see it from a different vantage point and help you free yourself if it's, if it's blocking you. If it's not, great, but they can maybe see something different. So when you um, contract or push, you're closing off the good things that can come into your life. So I'm never going to do that again. I'm never going to this. And then, you know, when we stamp our foot and we act that way, 
that can close you off from other good things because you don't know how the good is always coming to you. So be aware. When you contract, you sink. Yeah. And you don't want to sink to the bottom like a rock. I mean, I don't think you do anyway, right? So when you push, like with the leaf example, you're also keeping things away. There's a good example. Another example is if you're in a relationship with someone, you either have already done it or will do it, or hopefully you're healthy enough that you see it before it can get to you. And it, I call it the chase run dynamic. And that is that if you're, if there's an agenda, if one person wants to go to do a certain thing or, or even in the relationship when it comes to sharing, you know, deep emotional things, I work with a lot of couples and this happens often. One person, if there's an argument, wants to chase the other person, meaning keep talking, follow them from room to room, do whatever, chase, chase, chase. The other person runs, runs, runs. And so pretty soon that, that dynamic is set up. One person's running away and the other person's chasing. And then the person running turns on the person chasing and say, stop chasing me. And the other person says, stop running. Well, you set up that dynamic when you're trying to push and force your agenda to get what you want. And normally people are forcing and pushing their agenda to get what they want because they haven't been heard. And often that's old grief. They haven't been heard in another relationship or maybe even as a child or all through their life. And they're trying to get somebody desperately to hear them. To feel heard and understood is a core human need. And if it's not getting met, every one of us has a strategy for how to try to get it met. And it's not always healthy. And then if you're partner or your friend is in that same kind of dynamic with you, then pretty soon we have a dance that's not serving anybody. So if you're in a chase run situation, you may want to see what you can do differently. And if you need a suggestion to a Zoom call with me, I'm happy to help you because it really can get in the way of relationships. And it's not just romantic relationships, it's all relationships. So think about that. Are you the chaser? Are you the runner? Does it shift? Or are you able to stand in your sovereignty and your truth and really talk about who you are in a moment and how you feel in a healthy, mature manner? So the more aware you are and the more open and curious you are and the more you trust in the universal laws and trust in how we humans are meant to be connected to each other, then you begin to see more light in your world. You begin to have less inner resistance, conscious and unconscious, because we all have a lot of unconscious inner resistance. Even the most willing, amazing people have unconscious resistance to change. Because it's part of our it's part of our biology, part of our, our mindsets. So we need to look at that when if we're willing. And we want to be willing, right, to employ healthy boundaries. Squishy boundaries um, don't work. They wreak havoc and create messes. We don't want those either. We want to have clarity for ourselves. And the more clear you are for you, the more clear it is with other people who engage with you. I call those rules of engagement. Many of the professionals that I work with, I am ask them about the rules. What's, what are your rules of engagement? And I'm talking about at work or in the family or with friends. There's lots of things. And it's not, a con it's not like a written legal contract, but it is a contract. 
you know, like boundaries are not just set because we're mad. A boundary is not a bad word. It just shows us where the ends are, right? The yellow lines in the side of the of the roads show us the boundary of the road so we don't drive off of it. They're helpful often. So that word gets a bad rap. The idea gets a bad rap. It's not about being mean or putting up a wall. It's about understanding where the limits are mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, sexually, socially, all those ways. And they are all going to be fluid. They're all going to be a little different. There's also energetic boundaries. There's also how we feel when we're with somebody and when we leave them. How we feel matters. So if we want to be connected to people and we want to be one of the luckiest people in the world, we realize and we remember in this time and space in human history, when disconnection is being used to control people, and we have become more accustomed and more accustomed and more accustomed to less connection, it's not serving us. It's not serving us at all. What is serving us is taking a step back for a moment and connecting authentically to ourselves first and then to others. Because you do need people. All people need people. And there you have it. Thank you for listening. Remember to put your face to the sun so the shadows fall behind you because you're a rock star. You're here on purpose with a purpose. You are needed in the world. And you need people. We all need people. So give yourself permission to be open and curious and connect with others. Until the next episode of Someone Gets Me, be well. Are you tired of searching for someone to understand you? Join our Facebook group, Someone Gets Me. In this group, you will be able to connect with others who are intense, sensitive, smart, and talented. I share my insights and teachings, and you can connect with others in a real, authentic, safe forum. So join us today. Someone gets me.